and welcome to the Bouncing Back Podcast with me, James Middleton, for episode number 12. And today's episode is all about dating. The very big, somewhat complicated, but incredibly fascinating and interesting world. And the reason why I wanted to do this podcast today is firstly because I have such a fascination and interest in relationships, human behavior, and emotional intelligence. But also because I feel that dating is something that we can all relate to in some kind of way. We're we're all human beings, we're all sociable beings. The idea is that, you know, we're here because our parents have formed a relationship and had us, and that's what we will hopefully do and keep that evolution going. And I think, based off of the responses that I've received on my social media when talking about dating and relationships and I did some polls last week and question boxes, I had thousands of responses, I had thousands of messages and I've spoken to people about their experiences and stuff and it's just, it's kind of opened up a new fire inside of me and a new new interest and who knows, I was kind of thinking the other day, I was like, I would love from all this feedback that I'm getting and all these stories that I'm hearing to just set up a kind of dating world where it really just enables people to to do it properly. And I'll talk a lot about dating apps in this episode and the pros and cons, but there's definitely something that I think can make the dating experience better. Who knows, maybe maybe that's a sort of side project that I'll do or something that I'll go on and do further down the line. I think for now I'll stick to my day job, but you know, never say never. But I think the reason why it's such an interesting place and space to talk about is because at some point you will date someone or in the past you will have dated someone. And now you're either a lonely, sad individual with no one to date or you're happily loved up in a prosperous and fruitful relationship. (laughs) I'm kidding. That was a joke. If you're single and you're not dating, that's great. You know I'm a massive advocate for being single and happy and focusing on you and it's exciting for you because it means you get to work on you and do whatever you want and that's awesome but like I said I asked last week ahead of this podcast a few questions on my Instagram stories such as what things do you find most difficult about dating and what are some of the things that put you off dating and I cannot believe how many responses I received it was incredible I was also really intrigued to see that 50% of people have been dating this past year and 50% hadn't. I didn't really know what to expect with those numbers, but completely even. And also that 50% of people use dating apps and 50% don't. Now, obviously this is just from my audience, but that was also really interesting because I thought maybe more people wouldn't use dating apps, but I guess because of the year we've had and the pandemic, more people are kind of jumping onto those, those apps to meet people because it's kind of been the only way really hasn't it without going out and socializing but it's great because I got to see so many different answers and reasons and patterns emerging with the responses people saying the same things voicing the same concerns so today in in the podcast I'm going to talk a lot about being yourself and not playing games when it comes to dating I'm going to talk about dating apps I'm also going to address the question how long you should wait before having sex when dating because I think that's really interesting and then I'm going to talk about some of the red flags to look for 
when dating and then finish off with just a little message from me about just being chilled when it when it comes to dating so this is going to be awesome guys this is going to be really good and i'm really excited about talking about it i'm going to keep this as concise and condensed as possible because i could speak for hours but i know you will probably switch off the podcast if i do that so a pattern with a lot of the responses i received around what people most found most difficult or off-putting with dating were actually based on the fears of the actions of other people responses i had things like if they will play games or not if they're being honest or not if people have the same intentions people not reciprocating the effort when you put a lot in and that's really telling because a lot of our fears around dating and a lot of the reasons why i saw that things weren't working out is because of the other person and the stress and anxiety of wasting your time and entering into something with someone who is just playing games or is texting lots of other people at the same time or going on a date and you don't have anything in common and it's a disaster and it makes you feel bad about yourself all these kinds of things and I think the thing that I brought out from all of that was first of all that dating in our generation is crazy it's it's completely crazy the more i observe the more i speak to other people and hear other people's stories the more i see again and again and again that we live in a world where in order to keep someone's interest you have to play games with them and that was a big answer for a lot of people it's other people playing games and messing you around and i'll come on to how you can overcome that and still be happy dating people even if they're playing games by just being true to yourself but i'll talk about that more in a second but i've personally never understood why i get messages from people almost daily saying james i really like this guy or i really like this girl how do i keep his or her interest how do i get them to like me this person hasn't replied for days shall i text them or wait for them I know, I know people are coming to me like I'm a relationship counsellor, I'm not. Um, But when you're dating, when you're looking for a partner, when you're looking for a relationship, just be yourself. It's so important just to be yourself. If you want to text them, text them. If they haven't replied to you for six hours, don't wait 12 hours to text them back. Screw that. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? It's as if you're starting out the relationship with toxic behavior you really think that the relationship is going to last by doing that by playing waiting games early on i can't remember when this happened or what caused it but when did us caring about someone come across as needy when did us caring about someone become uncool or not the right thing to do when did it become something we want to avoid for our own reputation in case people think oh she's really needy he's really needy why does caring about people push them away most of the time if showing that you care about someone makes you feel uncomfortable or vulnerable it's because you're scared of rejection and again it was something that i noticed in a lot of responses probably from some of you guys as well it's this fear of rejection or someone not liking you or what you give out on the date in terms of you trying to be impressive and things like that people reject and then you go home and you'll 
feeling low about yourself and you have a low self-esteem again and, and you don't want to date anymore because no one is liking you but it's because you're scared that they're not going to feel the same way about you may feel about them but that's very normal but despite you possibly feeling like this continue just to be yourself be yourself and if that doesn't work that's on them if you are yourself and true to yourself and that other person doesn't take it then you move on to the next person and I'll come on to talking about self-worth and setting your own standards a bit later but for now realize this there are almost 7 billion people on this planet there is more than one person out there who is suited to you who you would get on with don't get yourself caught in the trap of thinking the one person you're talking to is the one for you no matter what anyone says no matter what the universe is trying to tell you sometimes listen to those messages don't go against your own gut your own instincts because quite often your own instincts are right equally though don't not be yourself because you're scared that person might not like it or might not give what you're looking for back to you the way you want it don't try and change who you are or your values based on another person to try to get them to like you because that doesn't last either and you won't be able to keep that up and if you do you'll be living in a false identity and it will make you very unhappy and feel very insecure from the get-go be yourself that is the most important thing in my opinion about dating someone and forming a relationship with someone or even a friendship with someone don't play games oh it drives me nuts when I meet someone or I'm talking to a girl and I can see right from the off they're playing games with me I used to settle for this I did and I used to kind of play the games too she's just texted me but it took her three hours so I can't text her now for at least another three to four hours or I'll look too keen she's thinking the exact same thing clearly because it's been a day now and I've seen she's online so she's just doing it to play cool oh screw it next time she texts I'll reply within five minutes maybe this will speed things up oh look she's now replied after 10 minutes I'll reply again in 20 minutes two days later I haven't heard anything oh no does she still like me is she still interested maybe she's just busy my god it used to drive me mad it was the kid in me the scared kid the anxious unassured of himself adolescent coming out rather than the adult I'll come on to more of that later as well but I realize this isn't me these aren't my values this isn't what I want I don't care how attractive this person is I don't care how well we've gotten on so far how good a kisser she is how driven she is she's playing games and I'm now playing them too and this isn't what I want I've identified red flags with things so I'm gonna get out of here cool bye I move on with the values that I hold close to my side and I continue to work on my own self-worth and stay true to my standards it's so important that you stay true to your own standards and you don't let them slip for anyone because if someone doesn't meet them then goodbye you shouldn't have to change your standards to try and match that person no matter how you feel about them let them come on to your standards and, and keep those standards there because that's going to benefit the relationship if you stay together for the long term sometimes that might take a bit of communication and understanding from someone to meet your standards and to give them some chances but don't hand out chances like they're fun coupons 
there are only so many chances you can give someone. If that person keeps throwing those chances in your face, it's time to move on. Now, dating apps. Oh, dating apps. Fascinating world, isn't it? And obviously something that's fairly recent, I guess, in our time. They didn't exist, you know, back when our parents were younger. And given the past year we've all had with COVID, I get it. Dating has been extremely difficult. In fact, I imagine non-existent for a lot of people because of the no socialising we've had to endure for a while. As a result, I think the stats show that there have been a surge in amount of people using dating apps, an understandable place to go to and total sense to use because it's one of the few ways we could meet and talk to people who weren't our friends or family. Dating apps are also places where the majority of people are there for the same thing, to meet people, to then date, to see if they can find someone they connect with and be in an environment and mindset that allows this kind of thing to happen. I've used dating apps before. I've done my time on them. Admittedly, yeah, I've had a few flings with girls I've met on there and I've met some lovely girls and chatted to some lovely girls too. However, however, I just don't rate dating apps. I don't rate them. Yes, once in a while, you'll hear people matching and meeting and forming amazing relationships. But I find genuinely, genuinely this isn't the norm with them. Essentially with dating apps, you're there swiping through photos of people, arguably people's very best or most flattering photos of themselves, judging only on this initially, on, on what they look like, what their best photo looks like. Now, I guess this isn't too dissimilar to someone catching your eye at a bar or in a club or in some kind of social space. Physical attraction is for the most part what catches our interest in the first place, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. We're visual creatures, but when it's in person, you also get to see body language. You get to observe for a few minutes how they hold themselves, how they carry themselves, you know, their body, their, how they're acting with whoever they are, who they're engaging with, what their company is like, etc. You have all these other things to quickly process to give you a slightly better picture of this person. With dating apps, you don't. You're behind a screen, behind a keyboard. And the scary thing about that is you can be whoever the hell you like, and so can they. Usually, if you're at a bar, for example, and you meet someone, you already have something in common. You're out, you're with friends maybe, you're relaxing, having some drinks, maybe a little boogie, and you immediately can connect with that. Cool, this person clearly likes to go out and socialize, tick. On a dating app, you don't have a clue. You're starting from the ground up, entirely basing your attraction to that person on the five best photos they've managed to dig out from their camera roll. I also think that there's an initial elephant in the room that you're both on a dating app, both slightly pressured into impressing each other or at least finding out if you both like each other, maybe romantically, which I feel immediately puts a certain kind of pressure into the situation. You want to put your best self forward. You want to put the best version of yourself forward so you get picked, if you like, amongst the 10, 20 other people that they may be talking to. Whereas you meet someone in real life, wherever it may be, you're not in this dating bubble. There are no expectations. There's no pressure. You could just have a friendly chat and then walk away. You haven't gone out 
maybe you have but more often than not you haven't gone out to find people at the bar you're there maybe with your friends and if you meet someone great there isn't that expectation if the chat goes well with that person in that social space you get their number I just feel that at least for me someone who is very personable and likes interacting physically with people and for example reads body languages and you uses it to understand how I possibly act back dating apps are in my opinion quite shallow places and I believe that they set bad expectations encourage abnormal behavior from people because of the environment that you're in I also think that they encourage this talking stage oh the talking stage screw the talking stage dating apps you just talk and talk and then when it comes to meeting up they flake personally if I like someone I want to meet them in person as soon as I can to just cut through the nonsense and just to get to know them in flesh it's so much easier or if we were to meet on a dating app I'd arrange something in person as soon as possible because that way if they're genuinely interested they'd agree and if they're not and they're flaky and they're wanting to just chat and chat and chat and they just want the company to be that's a red flag waste of time get rid of them I also personally think it's better to go on a date without a dating cap on if you can because that way at least for your own mind you remove any of the dating pressures we sometimes find ourselves under when on a date I think it's much better to just whoever you're meeting as a chance to get to know someone make conversation almost become friends with that person initially and have that mindset rather than just thinking about oh can I see myself romantically with this person would I sleep with this person and have all of these thoughts going through your head about that I think it's important to try and push those aside and again it's why I think dating apps aren't the best environment to be in because there's this overriding sense of that kind of thing and for some people overwhelming sense of this is dating and oh I'm a dating app and I'm here to remind you this is a place you've come to be romantically engaged with someone or to try and find someone to shag perhaps we should start dating or seeing people with the intention of becoming good friends first without the pressure of it leading to anything that way then more people might be themselves and might feel like they can open up a bit more and it not revolve around impressing each other or getting into each other's pants and other pressures that come with it and this is just a thought really because I think so much of dating now there is this pressure that this has to work and this is who I have to be and I need to impress this person we're forgetting that sometimes it's just nice to meet people and make new connections and make new friends and that should be the the priority that should be the main thing and the main purpose and cool if you get on if you like each other if you fancy each other that stuff will then develop naturally but I think too much of it has become about the pressures of dating and the pressures of hooking up with someone as soon as possible and forming a relationship so that you feel secure and actually another point I've just thought of on that that I want to mention is this is this talking stage which I've I've mentioned before dating apps encourage it you talk and you talk and you talk and nothing happens you get bored 
you've wasted time and you can't be bothered to do that again with the 15 other people you've matched with. But aside from dating apps, why is there this notion that you have to go through a talking stage before meeting someone? Like I said, I wanna meet someone as soon as possible so I can be in front of them, talk to them in person, understand their personality better, their body language, their vibe, and build that initial connection if it's there. And when you're in front of someone, you very quickly see that there could be a connection and there is one or there isn't. I don't really believe or think that there is any benefit of just texting loads initially. Of course, some people might prefer that to ease them into it or find out a bit more about that person. I'm not denying that that's important to do, but I'm just a big believer in meeting people in person and I will always try and do that as soon as I can. Because like I said, anyone can be anyone behind a phone screen. You get someone in real life, that's who they are. There's no hiding, there's no nonsense. It's very difficult to be someone else in real life unless you're an incredibly good actor. In which case, fair play, I'll hold my hands up if you can act your way through pretending you're someone you're not. But for me, I'm always going to choose that that real life. And on that note, if you see me on a dating app, by the way, that's not me. It's some very sad individual pretending to be me. And I know there's a lot of that going on and with a lot of people. And it's common on dating apps, catfishing. I personally have actually been catfished on a dating app. I thought I was talking to this really attractive, amazing uh, brunette model from America who so happened to live where I live and I couldn't believe it and I was talking to her for days and days she was sending me videos of her on whatsapp and all this stuff and I thought oh this is amazing and then it came to meeting up with her she started getting all sketchy and weird and then she blocked me and I was like whoa hold on so what I did and you can do this as well is I screenshotted her photos and then you can put them into a google search and then it comes up with you know it's maybe social media accounts and stuff and I realized it was this American top model and I was like I've been a fool so there are catfishes out there and again it's another downside to dating apps is people just pretend to be someone they're not for the satisfaction of getting this attention it's it's sick I just I can never get my my head around it anyway back on track for some of you it might be way more comfortable chatting to someone first over messenger and that's cool I do get that it's important that you do what works for you but at some point you're going to have to meet this person and I think the sooner you can do that the better because the sooner you get to know who they truly are and you cut out a lot of nonsense and time wasting I also know that on dating apps a lot of the time you initiate conversation and then you get and then you never get a response and you think why are you on here why have you matched with me if you don't want to talk to me again don't let that be a reflection of you. That's on them. There's a lot of weirdos out there and there's a lot of unhappy people doing weird things. A lot of people, I think, use dating apps to make themselves feel better, to boost their ego, their self-esteem. They go on and they see how many people will match with them, see who will message them and ignore it. But it's just to make themselves feel more worthy. Sadly, these people will never, ever build up true self-esteem or self-worth by doing this because it's completely vacuous and actually ironically probably even more unfulfilling for them in the long run but like I said don't let that dishearten you don't you don't want any further engagement with people like that anyway it's a red flag it's toxic there's a lot of trash on dating apps there's a lot of trash out there even just meeting people and another reason 
why I don't like using dating apps specifically. I, I ran out of energy, to be honest, sieving through it, putting in effort just to chat with people and getting nothing back. I want to meet someone who's serious about building a connection and, and finding out about me and me finding about them and just generally being interested in me. Don't waste your energy if it's not working for you. You can also delete it and take a break from it and just focus on yourself for a bit. There's also this notion that we have to be dating all the time and we have to be looking for the person we're going to spend the rest of our life with because time is running out. No, there's no pressure. That is the societal crap that is being fed to you. Do your own thing. Work on your own timescale. If you need to take a break from dating, whether it's a dating app or just meeting people because you're a bit exhausted by it and it's not working, then do that. There's there's no pressure. And I do believe that the the more you kind of go looking for something, the universe has some weird kind of way that the less it kind of reciprocates and makes that happen for you. I find that the more you kind of chill out and you don't go looking for something so hard, the more you're likely to maybe meet someone because of your demeanor and your mindset. And you're like, oh yeah, cool, nice to meet you. And it's bit more chilled I think if you put this pressure on yourself to meet someone it's going to cause you to act and not be yourself and it's important to be in the right headspace that when you do go dating you know you're doing it for the right reasons now when we're allowed to fully socialize again in bars and pubs and nightclubs put yourself out there if you if you want to go out there go and meet people in the flesh we are sociable beings. We weren't designed to sit on the sofa behind a screen to try and establish meaningful connections with people. You do that in person. And you do that by first getting to know someone. Don't jump into a date with the immediate intention of, do I see myself with this person romantically? No, get that out of your head. Go in with, can I see myself getting on with this person, spending time with them, becoming friends. Once you've established this part, then think about the romantic element. Too many people seek romance straight away. And it's actually what can ultimately prevent them from having a deep connection with someone. Look to build a genuine connection first. Look to really get to know someone first before you start forming an attachment to them. You don't want to be in that anxious attachment style where you immediately latch on to something because you think it's working or you know that they fancy you or you fancy them. Yes, this is easier said than done, but being aware of it is the first step. Now I wanna come on to the topic of how long should you wait before having sex with someone who you're dating and how long is that period? Again, a lot of responses I had from my social media polls and the questions that I was asking was that, oh, guys just want to have sex straight away girls just want to have sex straight away i hate it when people put pressure on the intimacy of something so soon and all this kind of thing so i thought you know what let's address this you can take time to have sex if you're sexually empowered and you want to have sex on the first date you do you if that's what you're looking to achieve from the date then go for it if the person you're on a date with does too then great your interests are both the same in this particular instance and then it's okay to go and have sex but I want to actually offer some simple ways to ensure that you're going to get clear on what someone's actually looking for. Because a lot of the time, you might want one thing and the other person might want another. And that's where you need to respect what you want, but also respect what they want. 
And it's very common that there are occasions where you want something different to that other person. If you don't have sex in the first five or six weeks, for example, you're going to clear out the people who were just waiting there, who are like, yeah, yeah, I mean, I want you, uh, but I'm gonna be busy through Monday to Wednesday, sometimes Friday to Saturday, but Thursday's a good time. But sometimes I'll cancel last minute though, and then I won't offer any other time to see you. But you'll text me again to pursue me. And then I guess I'll make time because I could probably have sex with you because you're reacting to me in an insecure way. These people know exactly what they're doing. They know what they're wanting to get from the situation. And to be honest, if sex is all they want and they're behaving like this, there's not much you can do about it other than just to stick to what you want and stand tall with that and don't succumb to the pressures of the other person, particularly when their interests are very different to yours. So notice that when we don't stand in the truth of what we want, we start to get what we don't want right because that's naturally what happens. It's a decision algorithm. People say to me all the time, well, everyone on Tinder or Hinge is looking for sex. Well, I'm sure there are lots of people looking for sex, but I also know people who have entered fantastic relationships on these dating apps. One of my best mates, for example, met his girlfriend two years ago, now on Hinge and they're still together. The reality is the people who say this and say, oh, well, I only get matched with people who want sex and I only date people who want sex. No, you're the one picking people and selecting people. You're playing the shots on here. It's not just others. There are people out there who have a high self-worth and know exactly what they want. And these people might just want sex, but perhaps your self-worth is low and you don't know what you actually want. So you succumb to other people's wants and needs. Now, everyone starts life with a low sense of self-worth. That is inherently what happens when you're raised and taught to pretend to believe what you believe, to be who you need to be in order to be loved by your family or religion or culture, or whatever it is. Society, in fact, telling you, and it does this a lot, telling you that you're not good enough and you need to buy this and buy that to be worthy of anything. I'm not shaming that, by the way. This is all based on different choices and our upbringing. And a lot of the time, the way the world is presented to us a lot of the time we're not even consciously realizing any of this, it's subconsciously playing around in our minds, but building up our self-worth in all of this is really, really important. When someone has high self-worth, they don't end up in relationships with the people they notice red flags with. Whereas people with low self-worth actually identify that's not a red flag because they're so unsure of themselves and what they want that they often overlook what are in fact red flags or in fact things that don't align with their own standards because they're so eager to be liked by someone or to like someone else themselves and have a connection. So we have to learn when you have a high sense of self-worth, when you're able to ask yourself questions such as, if I'm really standing for the truth of what I want and what I learn to trust myself within my own body, is this the right thing for me? is this the right person? Then you're in control of your worth. It's why we need to do more personal work and it's why I talk so much about self-development, building up your self-confidence, your self-esteem, your self-worth, to get to know what you really value, where you are, if you're still holding on to an old relationship, 
exes, things in the past. You have to work through those things. You have to face the old relationship stuff because if you're saying things like, that relationship is over because he was a dick or she was a liar or he or she kept screwing me over, we're not actually tuning in to beg the question, why was I a match for them in the first place? Why did I pick them in the first place? Why was I with them for that amount of time? Why didn't I end things sooner? If we don't turn around and look at our past and ask ourselves, why was I in that? Why didn't I leave sooner? Why can, sorry, what can I learn from my actions? You know, teach me these things, teach me, teach me. If we don't do that, we will keep recreating what happened previously in our next relationship. So you can't just ignore your stuff, what's happened. You have to take responsibility for yourself. If you're saying to yourself, yeah, but what happened really sucked and was hurtful, so I'm just gonna put it in the back of my mind, not pick it up and forget about it. No, pull it out, turn it into some fertilizer, grow that fertilizer, and become a different person, become a better person from it. Use it to better understand what you really want and what you don't want. Become someone who notices red flags and addresses them immediately regardless of how you feel about that person. Become someone who has a huge amount of self-respect. Hold yourself to your own standards. Don't slip just because someone else's standards are lower than yours or their behavior warrants you to sink to their level. No, remember, don't ever settle. I've gone down a bit of a rabbit hole here, I've realized the initial talking point was how long should you wait before having sex? But I think this is all relevant. I could have just said six to eight weeks, cool, thanks for listening. <laughs> but that would have been a bit disappointing, right? But I don't, I don't want you to have the mindset of if I notice a red flag, then it's done for there's no hope at all. I don't want you to be incredibly dismissive. That That's not what I'm getting at. I just want you to hold yourself to your own standards. What I'm suggesting is if you do identify behavior that's not in line with yours or your values, address it with that person. Communication is one of the most important factors in a relationship, in meeting people. If you can address things together and form an understanding and provide solutions that allows you to move forward, perfect. But if the other person is not willing to budge or simply says, sorry, that's just who I am, well, then that's another red flag. And that's when you need to hold that self-worth hand up and stay true to your values. What you have to think about is setting your standards and keeping them there throughout. Think about this. What is the standard to be in my life? Is it to be flaky? Is it to just bang me and leave? If you're okay with that, if you don't mind just being banged and left because that's what you want, then cool. That's in line with what you're after, with your standards. I have slept with girls who just wanted that and so did I at the time and it worked out great. But don't let it be that way if it's not what you want. Even the idea when someone says, well, well don't give them the satisfaction of knowing that they hurt you. Don't let them see that you're upset. We've all had a friend who have said that, you know, don't don't let your ex see that you're upset. You know, you're, you're better than that. You know that they hurt you. Who cares what they think about you? Them knowing that they hurt you at this point, they're not even a valuable person to have in your life anymore. You don't clear with people about pain so you can get validated by them for your pain. You clear with them so you can hear your own voice. You clear with them so you can speak and stand up for you 
and clear up what you want. That's why you do it. Don't do it for the other people. Who cares if someone ghosts you and you text them? Who cares if they block you or they don't answer? Remember, it's about your values and staying true to what you hold. Your job, your job is to self-express. At this point, someone else's low value behavior is just a sign from the universe to get rid of them. It doesn't matter if they know they've hurt you or can see you're upset. The focus is about you now and healing and growing and learning from it so you can move forward and be better prepared for what is to come. It's not to care about what that person thinks or is now doing. If someone goes from your life, I believe that it's simply because the universe is getting rid of mediocrity. Why would you want someone in your life who's mediocre? And that goes back to my point of don't settle for mediocre. Don't settle for it. You're better than that. Hold your values up higher. I'm by no means, by the way, dismissing the pain of it. The pain we all feel from breakups, from heartbreak, from rejection, from abandonment, it's all real. And I would say that this pain is telling us to pay attention to where you ghost you. Pay attention to where you abandon you. Pay attention to where you don't love you. It's all signals to look inward. When we enter into relationships, or in fact, when we start dating even, we bring standards with us. I'm looking for this, for example. I want this, etc. We also abandon and ghost ourselves to some degree. We put forward our child, our body into situations that aren't safe and aren't familiar to us. And it's scary sometimes. I know that. Everyone's saying to me, oh, but James, it's it's really scary going out and dating people and I get anxious about it and sometimes I have to bail because I'm just so nervous. It can be frightening. I get nervous when I go on dates. I get a lot of responses, again, this past week from people about what the most difficult thing you find about dating being and a lot of responses were the nervousness and the anxiousness you feel before going on a date. Oh, but you know, what if it's awkward? What if I don't fancy them? What if they're different in real life? What if it all goes tits up? Of course you're nervous. We're not in a familiar or safe environment. It's totally natural to feel this way. But we need to put our adult forward, not the child in us. Because often we go, oh, I don't know why this keeps happening. I don't know why things keep not working out for me. It's because the adult in you is not in the room. The child is in the room, the adolescent but the adult in you needs to get in the room. The self-assured, high self-worth, confident adult that you are. The adult where if it doesn't work out or it does go tits up, you can handle it. When you see behavior you don't like or that doesn't sit on your level, you grab the kid in, the adolescent, and you say, right, you come back here and let the adult deal with this. I love me, here are my standards, I don't have sex right away, I like to find out more about a person before I open up fully. I prioritize making a connection and forming a friendship first. Whatever it is, and this is because I respect what I want and what I want is this, and you don't want that? Cool, see you later. You do want that? Great, let's continue. So it's up to you how long you want to wait to have sex. There are no rules. There's no rule book. It's your decision. And hopefully you meet someone who respects your decision or is on the same wavelength. It's not always going to be black and white. It very rarely is when it comes to dating. It's a 
complex world as we are understanding and I'm realizing more and more, but at least now, hopefully for your sake, you will always stay true to the values you hold for yourself. Coming on to red flags, because I've mentioned this a little bit, I think red flags and identifying them and again, holding yourself to your own standards is incredibly important because otherwise you'll slip into this world of letting red flags go uh, just because you like someone a lot and you want to make it work and then look what happens the red flags come up again and again and again and it ruins the relationship and at some point you can't take any more and boom you end it anyway so red flags and again I've done this before I've noticed red flags but I liked the girl so much that I ignored them and all that happened was a year later the red flags came back the same things kept happening and I couldn't take it anymore and it ended should have addressed it early on either gotten out of that early on or made a solution for them I think it's really important to be able to identify what a red flag might look like so I'm going to give you some examples and scenarios that I feel are major red flags when dating someone and these are kind of I think these are sort of universal red flags so if you ever come across any of these you know it's a warning sign and I would recommend getting out of there the first one is inconsistent communication this goes back to this game playing that you sometimes get with people hot then cold then hot then cold now I understand sometimes people might be busy and sometimes it may be inconsistent but if there's a pattern that starts emerging see you later goodbye as someone who is on their phone a lot because of social media and my job on there I've had it in the past where I've been speaking with a girl and she's seen I've just posted a story on my Instagram or I've been active on there but I haven't replied to her message now this is always a tricky situation for me because although I'm on my phone I'm in work mode when I do that and I actually don't reply to my messages I get through until a certain time of the day and then I'll work through all the whatsapps or whatever because otherwise I'll just be messaging people all day and I'll be on my phone all day and on social media all day and I get no meaningful work done so if you do ever end up dating me I'm not ignoring you I promise <laughs> I turn <laughs> I have my phone on me but I'm working and I'll get back to you and I'll be consistent when I do reply okay <laughs> okay so that was red flag number one okay In inconsistent communication it's a big one number two they flake out on plans that you've made together or they make plans and agree a time a day a place and then they don't show up or they don't communicate with you that they can't make it or they bail last minute for me again a major red flag this one if they keep bailing on plans and avoiding meeting you see you later they're playing games and messing around some of you might think oh but maybe they're just really nervous or anxious I'm not buying that I'm not buying that I'm sorry you can still no matter how anxious or nervous you are feeling you can still have the decency to communicate with someone early enough to rearrange or to cancel don't commit and then flake without saying anything red flag number three i feel a bit ruthless doing this but it's going to be done you've got to be aware of these things and and make sure again like your standards don't ever lower your standards to let someone get away with this because you'll be the person who ends up suffering not them red flag number three someone doesn't stick to their word they're going to call you later they said they're going to text you later and they don't of course yeah one-offs like this are fine especially if they give you a valid reason why they maybe forget 
whatever it is. But if this happens on a number of occasions, goodbye, see you later. It's a sign that they'll be non-committal, even to the smallest things like promising to call you. If they care enough about you, they would stick to their word or let you know before they can't do whatever it is and then give you another time and stick to that. Those are my three major red flags, which if I encounter early on, I tend to say goodbye. So don't be afraid to be a little bit ruthless if you see those red flags. If like me, I'm generally quite an empathetic person. So often I will give someone the benefit of a doubt, but if those red flags keep coming up, goodbye senorita or senor if you're a girl. Right, to finish this podcast off, I'm gonna quickly talk about this expression that I often use for myself. And I'll often say, be chilled, man, be chilled. It's very common, particularly in our society, in our time today, where instant gratification is everywhere to very hastily get involved with someone and expect immediate replies, expect immediate decisions, things to happen at the click of your fingers, because that's what we're used to in a lot of our life. So much of what we do now is instant. And I think that also filters into the dating world where sometimes if we don't hear back from someone after a day or two days, we start panicking and worrying and getting anxious and why aren't they replying to me? And it's been a day, they must have been on their phone, they must have seen my messages. And again, I've been in this situation before and it's to do with this anxious attachment style which I've spoken about in my previous relationship episode about getting attached to people very quickly even just on the basis of physical attraction. It is a very common thing, but the problem is with it is once you become attached and your system for it is activated, you begin to crave the other person to be with you. And sometimes it's difficult to retract, but this is when I've learned to just tell myself, be chilled, man, be chilled. If you need to take a step back, take that step back. Don't have expectations or set expectations too high of other people. Me personally, I'm someone who tends to respond fairly quickly just because I'm quite a organized person and I'm pretty good with my messages and I get back to people because a lot of the time people message me, they need a reply and it's usually urgent. Now, if I'm dating someone and I've seen they text me and I know that that can wait because I've got other things to be doing to be getting on with, then then I'll make that decision and I'll wait and I'll, and I'll get back to them. But in the past, I have been in that position where a girl hasn't messaged me back for like a day, two days. I'm like, oh God, like where is she? What is she doing? Is she thinking about me? Does she not like me? And I've got myself really wound up. And she's then texted me back and everything's been cool. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, it's fine. And then it happens again. And it's sort of this like roller coaster that I'm on just by myself going up and down. And I've just realized I just had a word with myself. I'm like, chill out, James, chill out just take it easy you know hopefully the world's not going to end tomorrow and hopefully nothing's going to happen to you tomorrow there's no rush take your time with things the good news with this is if you're conscious that you're like this now it will just help you realize that maybe you need to take a step back you know if you do become too attached and i'm not saying fight against any feelings that you have for that person but but there is a stark difference between liking someone developing feelings for someone and then becoming 
fully attached. You know, the latter is something you want to try and avoid until you really get to know the person you are seeing. But again, this boils down to your own values, your own standards. The worse you feel about yourself, the more your attachment systems get activated. The more you will rely on other people to make you feel good about yourself. And this is a very damaging way of living. So focus on building up your self-belief, your self-confidence by yourself, because that way you won't rely on and attach yourself to others for it. You won't be sitting there waiting for people to respond to you so you can get this gratification and this sense of, oh, they like me and now I feel worthy. It's really important that you are comfortable with yourself and you're comfortable that someone might not reply immediately and they might take their time. Again, of course, there's a stark difference between someone being hot and cold, hot and cold, sorry, and playing games and just being generally useless. I think, again, you should notice patterns with it. And if you see a red flag, then that's something else. But generally just play it cool with people, relax with people. Don't go in with the mindset of, I need to find a relationship. I need to find some romantic connection. This person, oh, I fancy them. They're really kind. They're really nice. Yes, this is the person. This is the person I'm going to be with. Chill, okay? Even if you do think like that, just keep reminding yourself. Just, you know, take a step back. Take it easy. Because the worst thing about that is if you then get yourself so deep into those thoughts and so reliant on that other person, if something then is to happen and it stops and ends for whatever reason then you're just going to be left feeling even more gutted and disappointed so always just make sure that those standards that you have those values that you have are at the forefront of of your mind and you carry them everywhere you go and you make sure that you're not relying on anyone else to bring you your own happiness yes relationships are fantastic when they work and you meet someone and it's great and you form a good friendship and you contribute to each other's happiness But at the end of the day, with dating, it's really important that you look after yourself as an individual and you don't let other people, other situations determine how you're feeling about your own life all the time. I know dating is hard. I know there's a lot of flaky people out there, people lying about things, dishonest people, people who cheat. But sadly, there is nothing that you or I can do about that. What we can do, what is in our control, is how we are, is how we decide to show up, is our values, our standards, our boundaries. Those are the things we need to focus on. And if we can walk around and make sure that those are aligned all the time and we hold ourselves true to our own beliefs and our own values, that's all we can do. If people want to mess around with those, let them mess around with them. Yes, it's annoying, it's frustrating. Personally, I also get bored of it as well. And you think, I can't be asked with this dating anymore. I can't be asked because everyone's just taking the piss. I get it. I understand it. But all you can do is focus on yourself and keep carrying your best self forward. Other people are going to come in and out of your life all the time. You will meet someone at some point and it will work and it will connect. And if you don't, then cool. But at least you've got your own values there to hold yourself up against and hold your head up. And that's why I say don't worry too much about other people. Don't worry too much about stepping into something and it might not working. That is the risk with dating. That is the risk with meeting people. If you can just focus on yourself, 
you care less about that kind of thing. If someone messes around, you care less about it because you're so comfortable in your own skin with your own self-worth and you're so self-confident that you just brush it off and you go again and you go again. If you're being affected heavily every time you meet someone and it's disappointing or something happens, it's gonna just knock you for six every time and you're gonna just be going up and down, up and down. It's why I always bring it back to the point of make sure you are comfortable with yourself and make sure that your work that you're doing for you is the number one priority and be in a position where you can then go and date where you're so self-assured that it doesn't really matter what happens if it works fantastic if it doesn't cool we you go again i think that's a really important message and i'm going to leave that with you and finish the podcast there so thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed that i tried to get as much in as possible you know without dragging out the episode for too long there are so many other points and areas of dating that i want to talk about so i'll probably do another episode at some point further down the line because it's such a big topic and it's so broad and i think there's a lot of really interesting stuff in there but i hope you enjoyed that and i hope you found it fun and interesting um just a little recap so the points that i talked about today be yourself don't play games be yourself always dating apps personally i'm not a massive fan they work for some people but i think there's a lot of problems around it this whole talking stage i'm not a big believer in it but that is just my own personal opinion if they're working for you they work for you but equally if they're not don't be afraid to take yourself off them okay things are opening up when life goes back to normal put yourself out there in real life don't feel like you need to be on these dating apps and you need to find someone on there okay if you need to take a break take a break from it how long should you wait before having sex completely up to you you've got your own standards you've got your own values just make sure that whoever you're dating their values and standards are the same as yours or align with yours and if they don't respect yours then that's a red flag for me or get rid of them don't lower your standards just because you like someone else and you want to make it work for someone else stay true to your own standards you can have sex on the first date you can wait six to eight weeks like i said usually if you wait longer you sieve out the people who only are there for sex and it's quite a good way of doing it but it's entirely up to you red flags to look for when dating i've mentioned them but just to recap the first one inconsistent communication goodbye the second one what was the second one? Oh, they flake out on plans that you've made together or, the, or they make plans and then they bail see you later the third one they don't stick to their word they say they're going to call you they text you they don't goodbye and then finally just be chilled with all of it you know don't put too much pressure on yourself don't put too much pressure on meeting people and don't put too much pressure on the actual dates that you go on or or the situation and the experience you are look for friendship look for connection first with people if it works if something romantic develops then great that's a bonus but go in with that open mindset of let's make a good connection first let's be friends first and and make that as one of your values and your standards and make that clear to the other person and maybe they'll be on your save same wavelength as well and it'll work and i hope it does so happy dating everyone um, if you're loved up and in relationships and listen to that then at least you've got some tools for if it does ever go tits up for you and you become single <laughs> and dating again but thank you for listening 
And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 please give it a five-star rating if you enjoyed it. Send it to all your mates. WhatsApp groups, keep tagging me in stories on social media, on Instagram. I love seeing you guys listening to them and, and hearing any feedback and all that kind of thing. And I will see you at the next episode. Goodbye, take care of yourself. Bye.